Welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode may contain graphic content such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to immortal, fantasy drug use, nudity, and perhaps mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. Be fruitful and become many. Just gonna look at Seer, give her a look. I wanna grab her hand and we're gonna thunderstep. Seer's flaw finally shows as they literally cower in terror. She's not letting go of your hand. She's not getting up from the ground. She's just like holding her head like in fear, a panic of like this thunderous boom. I will give her a little hug. He's gonna take 40 max damage of- What? <laughs> Yeah, I I channeled my destructive wrath. He is nearly dead from that. He's gonna fucking run out of the building and out of the battle map. He gets 10 feet outside. Oh, that's not enough for him. Kept his eyes locked and he's going to fire an eddy blast. Come on, give me give me bad rolls. Son of a fucking bitch, god damn it. How does he die? You, you see Eddie right on the creature. You just see that black smoke forming around the black slime like he's eating away at it. Eddie, is that really you? Is Smoke Eddie the final boss? The creature looks around at the room, then towards Eddie. It then gets on one knee and bows to you. Eddie just like gives like a dopey smile, like uh, turns to everybody else. It's like, hey, bros, want to get high? How does one get blazed if they're already on fire? Oh, bruh, trust me. If you stick with me, I'll take you on a journey. Technically, we already have been on a journey. But, like, another journey. Then the only thing I would recommend, Eddie, if we can, is do option B, which I actually would support. We figure out how to make the sentient calamity work with us. As its hand gestures towards the door, and you see the smoke turn into a chain, and it is about the size of a child. It looks like a pure genasi. Like, it doesn't have any defects. Seer, it looks like Eddie has the heart of the storm. The Watcher. My name's Eddie. It's okay. I won't let the bad man hurt you. You're you're not gonna hurt me? It's like, shakes his head. Nah, bruh. I wanna be buds. You're a liar. Eddie is really great. He's a good one to follow. And he's always a party. You are a very special child. What you are can be a powerful force. Such a powerful force that it can bring ruin, but also good. And I think Eddie can show you how good nature you are. World's always scary when you're by yourself. When you have friends, real buds, you can make not only all the bad things go away, but also make all your dreams come true. Let's make a dream happen, as he just like holds open a hand for him.
Welcome to House Common Blood. I'm Gray, your uh, DM and host, and I'm joined here by John. Hey, JD. I play Atticus, the human adjacent ranger. As well as Cupcake. Howdy, y'all. I'm Cupcake. I play the giant tree man known as Mavet. All right. Mega. Janelle, I am Mega, and I play Eddie, the Otter Boy Triton, and also Eddie, the Smoked Being, and also Hetty, the big slimy smoke thing. Aluya. Hi, um, Nita here. I play Aluya Oblak, the human cleric sorcerer. And, uh, Moo. Hello! I play here the fire genasi artificer alchemist who is always blazed. There you go. Who can tell me what happened last session? Uh, I pick Cupcake. Nah, John. <laughs> I mean, it would be funny for them to just yeah. pretend they know what happened. I know. And... <laughs> I know. Uh, Mega, you said it last time. So, uh, Luya or Seer, give me a recap. Good, sir. I said it last time. I don't recall that at all. No, um, that no, that's incorrect. Because like, because like, I received a a DMD six oh, yeah, 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 last yeah, yeah. session for I did doing the, the session time recap. Before. Mm. And it's not like I listened back to our sessions. <laughs> so there I was, in the middle of the whole situation, fighting the butcher, a giant slime ball, and a bunch of little slimes that had a chandelier dropped on their head. The whole party was able to fend off this threat by slaying the butcher and by slaying the rest of the slimes after Eddie was able to claim Eddie once again. Only instead of a giant smoke monster, they are a giant slime monster. And this is very important, mainly because this slime monster was supposed to be a big boss, and now it's not a boss. So, after this situation was claimed, possibly due to Eddie having the ring on them, the party had to decide their next actions. And the next action that some people proposed was to, well, figure out where the sentient calamity is. Seer suggested that we either take two routes. We either kill the sentient calamity which is not the greatest thing, or we make friends with the Sentient Calamity. And Eddie's like, bet, and just brings the Sentient Calamity to us. So Seer sees God for the first time, and everybody else is like, well, this is not that weird. And Seer is just literally in gobsmacked, to just go like, what the fuck? I didn't think you'd literally do it. <laughs> but! So the Sentient Calamity's here, and we attempt to make friends with it. There you go. Everybody puts a hand into things, mainly Eddie, Aluya, and Seer, and it takes a lot of effort. One failed roll brought so much tension to the table, and then Seer brought it back up by bullshitting their way through being a giant, intelligent, nice, fiery woman. But the real hero here is Eddie, who made friends with the Sentient Calamity. And now, to begin our adventure. There you go. Give yourself a 1d6. Yay! So if a Genasi rediscovers their faith in God, would they be a born-again Genasi? How does it feel to be born three times in your existence? All right. Let's set the scene a little bit. Uh, We're in the Red District within a nightclub. There's no music. Dead bodies are on the floor. Uh, Ashes of a butcher and a gigantic uh, slime monster covered in smoke 
that is tailing Eddie like a dog. You guys are currently taking a short rest. Um, I kind of want to hear from John and Cupcake on what they're doing. So we defeated the monster and we're having a rest? Yep. The entire red district is filled with smoke. Is in a haze. That's a good thing I don't need to breathe. (laughs) As Eddie's smoking, Hetty. So, for the hour, what is Atticus doing to relax? Well, Atticus, before the fight, had lost his cool and potentially really ruined many people, so he might be looking around to see how much damage he truly caused. I, yeah, I I think you could probably see it if you actively looked, like, perhaps, like, through the scope of your rifle. You could probably see some of the people that you ate the fear of, like, actively going against uh, entertainers in the Yell District, like, uh, starting up a ruckus, like, uh, having no fear for their own lives, and promptly being skewered. He's gonna pretend not to notice. Alright. Uh, it's worth, uh, Bringing up, just as a quick side note, because uh, we made uh, changes to your gun, you just want to just say on recording what we've done? Yeah, we just uh, reduced uh, the damage to 1d12. Mm. Yeah, essentially uh, making it a musket, which falls the properties of uh, the regular p- uh, player handbook. So uh, instead of uh, the reload mechanic as loading mechanic, which interacts with, uh, uh, was it gunner and crossbow feet off the top of my head? Yeah, nothing uh, too obscure there, but, you know, it's just going to be confusing as hell uh, seeing the uh, <laughs> uh, seeing the difference in damage. All right, Mabet, the tree. H- how does it relax? Well, you said that the... Well, because I regained consciousness um, after the fight, um, and I'm able to make choices for my own, I'm coming to the realization that the you said the body of... The butcher is ashes now. So I would be sitting in the ashes of the butcher, coating myself with the ashes. I cannot let those nutrients go to waste if I wish to become fruitful and many. So yes, we see a tree monster outside sitting in the ashes of an enemy, bathing itself. Uh, I believe I've asked the rest of the party what they're doing during their short rest. It was uh, various things. I believe we already went over it. So let's uh, speed things up to where they are right now. So as a reminder what happened uh, last time, there was a metallic hum that went through the entire city. And looking at the sky, you see the eternal night of uh, Giuliano and the eternal eye that is now the moon that watches over you. It's quite, uh, yes, it's uh, unsettling, unnerving. Um... Mega, your yeah, your good old friend Eddie pulled the storm into uh, the Red District, specifically the nightclub. And uh, for everyone's uh, uh, sake of what it looks like, uh, imagine the espers from Akira, where uh, they look like old men, but they're chi- uh, child-sized. And that is what this creature looks like as its legs melted into the ground. <laughs> Uh, slightly. But other than that, it does not look like it's dead. It does not look like it's hurting. It just seems like a, a, a moment of confusion occurred uh, during that negotiation. But uh, it looks like you guys made a friend. It probably says, 
Oh man, those are my favorite legs. Yeah, I'm like pretty attached to mine too. I think, I think it might like you, you see it. Yeah, much like the Terminator movies, like you see it like uh, lose texture and morph into the ground. I'm like looking around, Eddie, like trying to see where the hell it goes. You feel a great weight on your back as the old man child is on your on your back for a piggyback ride. Uh, Eddie suddenly just has a lot of followers. <laughs> Call the Betty, where everyone's named Eddie. It doesn't hurt. It's playful, but you know, like uh, it, much like uh, a rider spurring on a horse. Like you feel little uh, little taps on your sides as uh, the kid points forward and says, "Ride on, Eddie." <laughs> <laughs> Hi ho, Eddie. <laughs> Well, honestly, then he would start walking. <laughs> Just walking around the room. Because <laughs> he's pointing in random directions in the room. And I was just being real chill about it. <laughs> yeah, I think an important question it'd probably ask you while you guys are playing around, you know, going around the room. Are you acting like a horse or are you just doing a chill walk? Hmm. That is a good question. I think... I think this is something that Eddie has always wanted to do, but never had the opportunity. <laughs> so I think he would. This would be a situation where he would actually go into the bit. Okay, as you're galloping around, I think uh, the creature might ask you a question. Just going, why do they call you Eddie? Cocks ahead. Well, I just like a, like stopping for a brief moment, like a bit of the galloping. Well, really. People call me Eddie because I tell them to. It's like, because like, mom and pops named me Edward and like, that's less chill, you know? What's a mom and pops? Well, like, a mom and pops is like, they're like people that make you. Like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my mom and pops. I wouldn't exist. Cups. Yeah, cups his chin for a second. Who's my mom and dad? Just looks around at everyone, mulls it over. You see, like, the gears in his head as he knits his brows. I could say with confidence, that is the world, is your parent. The world? You are a creation of our realm, colliding with nature itself. You are a child made from the strongest forces of the world itself. And... I think it stares at you, then just thinks about what Eddie said and goes, Then what does the world call me? Trying to think up a name. That is an answer I can't answer. But I can tell you what me and my family will call you. And I won't give the technical term, since now that I see you as you stand, you are... Not just a force of nature, but something that thinks. So in other words, if you really wanted to, you can name yourself. And I think the love of the world will always be with you regardless. Hmm. Bites his lip a little bit. I can't. Hmm. Seems like he's just having trouble. Like you see, uh, yeah, no, there's no other way to put it. You, you see him going through a list of names in his head and he's just kept saying, no, no. Not that one. No, I was just going to say, it seems like the list keeps getting shorter and shorter. Okay, then Sierra's going to actually watch 
in a rare moment of excitement, thinking it's just kind of like I am literally in witnessing a god naming itself. What the hell did my day go? <laughs> I like Tim. <laughs> And so he was. <laughs> I'll go by the name Slim Shady. Please stand up. <laughs> but no, it. I, I think there. There's a point where a gear in his head just breaks, and he just looks dissatisfied. Would you like assistance? Yeah, yeah, I would. Let me ask your first friend a question. Eddie, based off your first impressions of this child, what do you think is their motif? Because I could tell you some primordial names, although you might already know some as well. Well, like, it's up to you, little dude, but you want everyone to be happy, right? How about you call yourself what you want everyone else to be? Happy. (laughs) His eyes glow. Yeah, I... happy... And it seems like he's attached to the name. With that resolved, I think the next course of action for you then, Happy, well, is to make that wish come true. You see the child, like, get off of Eddie's back. And, again, they have short legs. And, like, towards the bottom, they never seem to have, like, a fully formed, like, foot or shoe. They seem to be attached to the ground. And, like, as this person is basically gliding through, yeah, gliding on top of the ground, you see them flick their uh, wrist and do, like, a a motion with their hands. And you see, like, a miniature metropolis form from it with, like, a fully animated uh, people walking through and enjoying their day, such as carriages with horses, uh loved ones hugging one another and parents playing with their children like throughout this idyllic utopia and you just see him just looking around and just yeah the look in their eyes the way that they watch is unlike their antics up till now not childish it seems to have like a a yeah It seems to have the regalness of a uh, king. Arms behind their back, leaning forward, observing. And you see a soft smile. And I think it looks at Eddie, who made that promise. Eddie, how do I make my dream come true? Well, like, I think probably the first thing would be to get rid of the dude making people not happy, right? And his eyes looks towards... The tent, and you just see a flash of fear go across Happy's face before turning into a slow resolve. Will you, will you help me? Of course, little dude. I said I would, right? And I think Happy looks across the room, looking at everyone else expectantly. You already know that I won't abandon a child like yourself. I am, as you would say... Your loyal, obedient servant. In some ways, just a good friend. Smiles at that. And if you guys look at the miniature city inside of the room, you see at the very center, like, a a statue of Eddie. Then once you greed a seer, a statue of seer. But there's more 
Yeah, they're just more stone pedestals with no figures on them as he looks around the room, seeing what everyone else has to think or say. <laughs> just reading through the notes really quick, and Aluya put, The powerful being decided his name is now Happy. Lame. He should have been World Crusher or some shit. <laughs> The funny thing is, I actually was going to make an off-comment joke, like, well, there goes my indulger of the world. <laughs> indulger of the world. <laughs> Look, you, you, get, you gave Eddie input onto a name. I mean, uh, it's better than what I was going to suggest. Yeah. I'm just saying that he, he, not an hour ago, named a big, slimy, smoky creature, Hetty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Atticus, uh, what, what do you say in response? Um, I mean, I just don't even know if he would say anything. He'd just be like, give a nod, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The child is still hesitant of you. It's much like being in the same room as a cannibal who has recently eaten your fingers. I like to think it's more like the Life of Pi situation. Yeah. <laughs> being on a boat with a fucking tiger. Oh. I give a little bite at him. Just jumps back a little bit. <laughs> Mavet? Well... Mavet would still be rubbing the ashes on himself. I'm assuming if Happy were to look at him while he's putting the ashes, probably of what the toe ashes of the butcher would have been under his armpit, he would be murmuring to himself, become many, become many, and then be interrupted and just look at Happy and just give him a nice smile and then go back to become many, become many. Mm Mm-hmm. And finally, Aluya. Uh, she will just keep her distance. Not because she doesn't like the child. She's just afraid she's going to say or do the wrong thing and set him off. But she'll smile kindly and wave at him. Although, right. By the way, out of curiosity, uh, how's our resident NPC been reacting to this whole situation? Uh, Rory? Uh, yeah, him. <laughs> I, yeah, I think uh, towards Rory... During this entire thing, like, he is in pure shock from not only what Eddie was capable of, but the entire discussion that's been going down. Uh, But towards uh, what's occurring right now, you just see him, like, stalking around you guys, much like a a wolf. Just walking around, watching, observing. It's like, what happens when a tiger and a wolf desire the same prey <laughs> they dance yeah my money's always on the tiger in that situation oh, yeah. i think tiger will just eat the wolf and get the prize as well yeah the tiger got a bonus snack <laughs> the few situations where the cat has uh has advantage over the dog now let me ask is getting towards the end of the short rest what is the plans for the party? I feel like it's an important question, but what the hell time is it? It's a little harder to tell with uh, the Eternal Night. Yeah, it's it's approaching the late afternoon, early evening. So, well, bros, like, I suppose right now there's a couple of things that we could possibly do. I mean, obviously there's that out there. <laughs> uh, points over toward the, the, uh, the significantly closer Yellow District. Uh, I mean, that is a good indication, because we haven't found two people. The Duke is one that people have been talking about. Great. What's up with the Green District as the 
So the red district didn't die, so, is the, so the green district is still okay? The red district doesn't have the red color anymore. It's all smoke, and uh, the green district has a little bit of a smoke quality to it, much like uh, a cancer spreading. <laughs> so has anything happened to the, like, do I feel anything coming back to me from what the green district fed off of from me? Uh, uh, specify a little bit. So the green district ate some of my charisma previously, and when we defeated the purple district, not even entirely, but partially, the charisma came back. Mm-hmm. Do I feel anything coming back as the green district weakens? Yes, you do feel your uh, charisma coming back. That is correct. Okay. But uh, uh, Happy does frown at the mention of the Duke. Something wrong, little bro? Shakes his head. He was nice. He's just not the same anymore. Something happened to him? Nods his head. A lot of weird men showed up in town. They they did something to him. He's just he's just angry. That's it. Just angry. Well, maybe there's a way we can make him unangry. Happy thinks about it for a moment and just says, "I I don't think he'll ever be the same." And I I think uh, at the mention of that, like uh, Happy just stares at Atticus. And probably makes an offhand comment saying, They did what he does. They? And nods his head. How many of them? Mm, if you include the mean man in the tent, four. There is a human, a gnome, an orc, and an elf. The human? What does he look like? He was really tall and lanky and balding. He looked ugly. He was mean. Very mean. Yes, my girl. And uh, let me guess, he was followed around by the orc. And nods his head. God, his mother's going to be so disappointed. But just to put it above table, um, or at least just speak plainly, it uh, appears that the Duke has been extremely fucked with. It, it seems... He has no other emotion besides anger. You're going to have us fight the Hulk? Is that what you're saying? Are you talking about, like, the 2001 Hulk or the modern-day Hulk? We're talking badass Hulk. So the maestro. <laughs> I would say, like, uh, as you guys are talking, you, yeah, you probably hear murmurs in the city. Probably, uh, yeah, the sounds of uh, swords clanging and... Yeah, I, I would even say to Atticus in your perceptive ear, you hear the distant sounds of like gunfire. Uh, well, I know that the others might be a little more reasonable, but the, I mean, the gnome is really our best bet at turning one of them. Mm-hmm. The human's a dick, and the orc is an idiot, and the elf, as you've met, is quite frankly a madman. There more fighting happening somewhere? Yes, over there. Is, is the gunfire coming from the yellow or green? It's uh, coming in between them. Uh, the uh, So I don't believe, or I forgot to uh, mention it this session, but uh, the tent was pulled in uh, like t- uh, in touching range of uh, the green and blue district. So they're a lot closer. It's, but it's like the border is where the fighting yeah. is? Yeah. The border is where the fighting is. Well, we should look into that, I guess. Perhaps we can find more of these 
ashes for my food. I yes. think the person that will fix that problem is your friend, Eddie. Yeah, Eddie's kind of good at making ashes. Good, good. <laughs> Before we go, then, anyone else need a patch job? Nope, I think I'm ready to go. Hmm, alright. Uh, you guys... Yeah, so are you guys going towards the old tent? You guys uh, investigating the sounds? Or are you guys investigating the green district? Like, uh, what's the game plan here? I think we're investigating the noise. Okay, uh, yeah. Just to see if that may, might be relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's as kind of guys, on the way anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> as you guys are going through the, uh, yeah, going past the red district, entering the green district from a safe distance, uh, the buildings are close together. Uh, it's much like a slum. And you see, like, uh, uh, slave elves uh, fighting against uh, these entertainers. You see sword swallowers, strongmen, trapezists. Uh, essentially, like, slaying uh, uh, elves as they, uh, yeah, basically are riding. It seems like enough change has happened in the city to motivate a uh, small revolution. And uh, I want to uh, say, as all this fighting is occurring, you do see uh, the other group as well uh, fighting alongside uh, with the elves, essentially uh, killing entertainers. Uh, other than that, you do see uh, circus animals all throughout the town. You uh, see elephants, you see uh, uh, apes, uh, gorillas and the sort, along with uh, a couple wolves. You know, this is starting to kind of look like home. I don't know what that creature is, pointing to the elephant. Yeah, its trunk raises in the air as it tramples over a couple elves. Whatever that is, I don't like it. Also, I think I should fix those people I got squished. Hold on. <laughs> you touch their bodies uh you know i, I assume like a uh, lift up uh their back uh you, you know they're prone on the ground uh, uh face upward you put your hand on their back just to raise them up a little bit just to have a, a little look at them and as you do you hear like all their bones beginning to crack and snap and you see like part of their body is mush like from uh their their chest to their stomach uh intestines uh like ribbon uh flat as hell and drooping all over their body where it should be they're beyond saving <laughs> revivify so i'll go ahead and cast speak with animals okay and i'll try to yell to get the elephant's attention mm -hmm. you do Language. so why why so upset Master says, be upset. You should not be upset. Mm. You hurt people. Yes, but I get peanuts. What if I gave you peanut? Stops. Looks at you. Do not lie. You have the nuts of pea? Do you know where Master keeps their peanuts? Intent. Intent. Have you? Can you smell any other peanuts? Raises his trunk to the air. Let's do check. No, with two. <laughs> no, I smell no nuts. You lie. I believe your senses deceive you. Yeah, peanuts. <laughs> what if I give you something tastier than a peanut? There is nothing tastier than a peanut. Have you tried anything besides peanuts? You seem to be a big boy. Mm. Stomps right in front of you. Its head lowers to your eye level. Trunk drooping 
on the ground. I will then cast Goodberry. Okay. And since its trunk is coming down to the ground, I'll grab its trunk and I'll shove a fistful of my Goodberries into its mouth. Mm. Okay. Now, I want to figure out if I can make a roll for taste on this. <laughs> um, Just for shits and gigs. Mm. Yeah, give me an Arcana check since you made these magically. Maybe advantage since you recently found good soil. <laughs> I, I'll allow it. Fuck it. Advantage, because that is damn good. Free that talks like man. You lie to me. That make Gumbo angry. And you see him begin to stomp around. Gumbo angry! And you see him begin to charge around, and one of the buildings collapse. Now, is he's, this is the border between the two, right? Is he on the green side or the yellow side? Uh, he's on the green side. Uh, he essentially uh, charged through a riot, and uh, his charge ended near the outskirts. Can of, I uh, use the green to try to grapple him, like grab him? Oh, yeah. 100%. Then I want to do that. Hmm. Okay. Let's have a contested roll. Um, we're going to use the city, so uh, make me a 1d20 roll plus 10. And uh, this is my uh, off-the-fly ruling. We're not going to... Uh, I might change my mind if uh, we get into combat. Okay. The 16. Damn. So fucking close. Yeah, you uh, grapple the uh, elephant. Uh, flavor this up. How does it look? Thank God. His kiss just kind of takes his gun and slams it on the... Like, slams the butt on the ground and then kind of the out of the ground again. Uh, these, like, green ropes kind of shoot up and wrap around the elephant and kind of try to pull it down to the ground Mm -hmm. all right you do it we hear the elephant cry as it is immobilized on the ground now i'm gonna use my speak with animals and walk up to him and be like now my friend here he was being nice i am not nice whatever your master will do to you i will do much worse if you do not cut it out you not give gumbo peanuts and it looks like he's about to cry no, you've, you've ruined that opportunity. He was no. going to give you peanuts. No! I give you the opportunity to save your own life. Looks horrified. What? What gumbo do? Calm yourself. This crossroad. Me panic. Me attack. Me get peanut. Me not attack. Me not panic. And I get no peanut. But... If Gumbo dies, he also not get peanut. No more peanuts ever. You see the elephant give you a thousand yard stare. <laughs> what? Gumbo will be calm. Good. For four peanuts. Tell you what. When the time comes, you help us take down that tent, and you can have all of the peanuts. Do you lie to Gumbo? Look at me. Looking at you. Do I have any reason to lie? Are you lying? <laughs> Atticus doesn't give a shit about the peanuts. Of course the elephant can have all the peanuts. You best make me goddamn deception. Deception? Yeah. You lying to... Th- you don't give a shit about the elephant. You're fucking lying, bud. No, I don't give a shit about the peanuts. So the elephant, of course, can have all the peanuts if we take Oh, them. I thought you were saying, I don't give a shit about this elephant. I'm not giving him peanuts. Well, no, still, give like, me persuasion, then. Oh, it's the, it's the same modifier. <laughs> yeah. Way, but... <laughs> oh, God. 
But now can I do intimidation for the fact that if he doesn't listen to me, I am going to definitely kill him. <laughs> you. you know, I wish I could make elephant noises. You, you lie to Gumbo. Why everyone lie to Gumbo? I'm going to tighten my grip on him. Yeah, we hear crack from its spine. Lying or not, know this. If you don't help us, I will kill you. Um, do me a favor. Make me an arcana roll, 14 or higher. So wisdom is my spellcasting. Okay. So we're going to do arcana wisdom? I'll allow it for this. Damn. So that will actually be a 16. Yeah. Yeah, just to clarify, if you would have rolled low, you would have snapped the cell fence back on accident. <laughs> <laughs> and you just hear as this uh, elephant just screams in pain. Humbo just wanted peanuts. <laughs> and you just see it begin to cry. Hey, maybe could you, like, be nicer to the big dude? We tried that, and people died. They're just like, what have you been telling them? They keep getting angrier. I just told it it would get peanuts if it helped us, and if it didn't help us and kept killing people, I would kill it. Like, I might not necessarily, like, be, like, the smartest one here, but why can't you just tell them that why can't he just get the peanuts himself? Tried that, but he didn't believe me. So, like... You told him he could just take the peanuts himself instead of being given to them, and he didn't believe you? No, because then he'll just go off and do his own thing. I want him to help me. I mean, like, even though they're not helping us specifically, wouldn't they be helping us by, like, making a big mess at the tent? Yes, but they might step on some people. I think they were gonna do that anyway. Yes, but I'm trying to have him not do that. (laughs) Only the people we want him to step on. Just just imagine this conversation as it's happening. We see like a, a side profile shot of both Eddie and Atticus. And in the background, we see fire. And we see like uh, people dying. Did you say there were gorillas as well? Yes. So my, my goal with this is to try to recruit some of the animals to help us. Mm. To be many. Okay. We I can wait to say what I want to do after they're done talking. Well, it depends. Do you guys have anything more to add to your conversation? I'll try it your way. Gumbo. Yes, scary man. If I let you go, will you kill any more innocent people? What is innocent? The ones not killing other people. Everyone kills everybody. The ones that aren't covered in the clown makeup. What? Oh, masters. You want me to attack masters? They said they are running out of peanuts. Yeah. (laughs) So remind me, what did you use to grapple it? Like a a part of the building? Like, how does this look? It's the the green slime ropes that are wrapped around it. It raises on its hind legs and breaks through it. And you just see it like a high-ho silver, like a stallion ready for a charge with the rider on the back. Like, you just see it on its hind legs. You, We hear, like, the elephant uh, uh, scream, trunk blaring. And as, like, it's 
Yeah, as its uh, uh, front legs come down, you guys feel tremor as it begins to charge towards the tent. Good idea. Love that. Yeah, but I'm going to say uh, during this time, uh, Rory seeing this entire uh, ordeal, he is also helping the elves and uh, healing the sick and injured. Oh, look at him trying to be all nice and stuff now. I I like I like to imagine just like as like any amount of the combat like gets close to the group, like Eddie and Hetty are just like <laughs> like like basically stomping out like or <laughs> discouraging <laughs> getting close to the group. Yeah, can I use the slimes to like stop people from dying? Yeah, absolutely. Make me Arcana roll. Wisdom. This one's going to be a pretty weird roll, and you'll see why. We're going to do this a little different. There's not going to be a set DC. The 10. Okay. Turn that into a 15, because Seer's going to look over and be like, Atticus, your ring's upside down. (laughs) Ah, yes. A little bit big for my hand. Tell me me the modifier for uh, uh, a 15. If memory serves me right, that should be, uh, uh, what, plus 2? No, I think she adds plus five to. No, 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 no. I, I'm at. Yeah, I'm saying the result roll. Like, uh, if we're at ability score fifteen. Oh, then. Plus two. Would, yeah, plus two. Yeah, that's what I thought. Roll me a two d twenty. Thirty one. Thirty one. All right. So uh, throughout this uh, combat, uh, I want you to flavor this up, but you saved the lives of uh, thirty one people. Like, uh, paint the picture a little bit for me. Um. Like, you ever see the, like, movies where they have, like, a kraken attacking a ship? It's like, the tentacles just, like, shoot out of the water and yank people. I imagine it's doing that, like, whenever someone's, like, about to get attacked or something, the person fighting them just gets, like, yanked and thrown against a wall or something like that as these tentacles are just, like, uh, basically throwing people out of the way or grabbing them. If they're, like, falling off a building, it'll, like, grab them and put them down. It's just, like, a whole bunch of these, like, tendrils. Okay. Yeah. That in yeah, that incredible event does happen. So we see as uh, the tides of uh, the riot, at least in the green district, begin to uh, shift in the favor of uh, the civilians, the elves. It seems like they're getting the upper hand now, and uh, this uh, motivation from uh, the town helping them is boosting their morale. And do you see the entire time Happy witnessing all this is just trembling with like a, a tear coming down his cheek? Just witnessing the death, or the riots, and the bloodshed. You probably hear him murmuring, This isn't right. This isn't right. Um, towards uh, Hetty, transitioning from the Red District to the Green District, you see, like, as you uh, transition, that uh, Eddie, although keeping the smoke skin, we see his uh, form change. It's still a large... A slime monster, but it just looks different. So what are you guys doing in town? You, you see that there's a rampage, there is a revolution, there are people dying. Honestly, bros, uh, I think if we don't do something about this real quick, little bros gonna get all sad. Huh, Happy? And Yeah, I think uh, Happy has a thousand yard stare, just witnessing this terror. He doesn't even respond to you. Then, to resolve the situation here, I think we're gonna need to find the source of the problem and i think that's pretty easy to tell what it is the patriarchy no but i'm not opening that but anyhow you're not touching that with 30 foot pole what i will say though is that 
if we are able to prevent the circus from coming to town as it already has, not many people will die. So in other words, I'm guessing we will have to go to the tent. Unless we can somehow rally more people together. Uh, just to specify now that I found it, um, Hetty doesn't have like the round ball like uh, uh, pauldrons. Uh, just looks like uh, Hetty has a new hair cut as it is hair that goes all the way down to his uh, knees, probably his ankles. But yes, go on. A couple ideas, though, if you really wish to resolve the situation. We already have the red ring. We already have the green ring. If we're able to make the powers combined in some way. It might be able to help us ford off these circus maniacs and then let us move forward. So how do you tend to do this here? Well, here's the big thing that the party has never tried with the rings so far, because they know both of them can control the districts, correct? Yep, that appears to be the case. One way to possibly make it do it is creating, well, what the Red District did. A wall! Mm. But the key thing I think Seer would suggest to the party is that we warn the people in the districts to run into a direction. Then we amass a walls to keep them away from the circus freaks. I know you're promising the people a wall, but can you deliver? Uh, I'm going to make Eddie and, you know, Atticus pay for it. All right. So how are you guys going to achieve this? Uh, Mavet, I know uh, you wanted to uh, deal with the animals. Seer, you want to try to convince the citizens to, I assume, not be in the way of the wall when it gets erected. Correct. Okay. How are you guys planning to achieve this? We can have a uh, skill uh, challenge for this. Sounds like it'd be fun. I use Eddie as a microphone for they are a better person talker than I. I'm an ideas girl, not a hockey girl. Also, I think just generally Eddie has like, at least as far as my understanding, generated enough goodwill in this city thus far. I would say that. I'd say that you have probably a you and uh, Seer have the best reputation in town for everything you guys have done. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think like I, I think like the best way that they would try to go about it is like uh, I'm going to use a I'm going to use a very clinical term here, but it's like you know like uh, leveraging the connections they already have with the people that they have uh, either saved and or brought refuge, uh, and like uh, use that as like uh, spread to the best of their ability, word of mouth to everybody else okay so this is the way i want to run this um and let me explain because of uh essentially you guys are trying to pierce uh pierce through the madness of uh combat you are trying to uh basically uh get people's attention it's not uh unlike uh the issue you guys dealt with in the purple district where it was a matter of trusting you guys it's a matter of being heard now um, we're going to have a skill challenge of uh, five successes versus the default uh, three failures. Three, uh, If you guys accrue three failures, it just means that you guys cannot uh, be heard. You cannot uh, go through this madness. Um, because uh, Seer, yeah, uh, Seer suggested the idea, let's start off with you. What kind of uh, skill are you going to use? What are you doing? I think... The wisest thing Seer can do is have Rascal fly about to track out the best route to build the wall. So basically investigating the area to basically be able to precisely be like, hey, all right, erected this way as they like draw a quick map on the ground. Yeah, uh, DC 17 investigation sounds appropriate for this. Holy fuck. 
Yeah, 27's gonna do it. <laughs> Hold on, I must roll guidance because I am a whore. 28. Yes, uh, flavor this up a little bit more. So as we try to investigate how to make the situation go, Sierra will immediately just, like, pull out whatever parchments or papers or even, like, sacks, things that they can write onto. Just, like, immediately just, like, throw to the ground. And then send Rascal, literally making, like, Rascal, navigate. And they just kind of, like, just fly off into a direction. And then as Rascal flies at a bird's eye view of the destruction, trying to track where the people are fighting, Sierra's immediately, like, drawing, like, a quick map on the ground. Like, very, like, simplistic. But they'll add details later as they kind of just are tracking the route where Rascal goes with their hand. Either drawing in the dirt, trying to be, like, precise of the lines. Or even, like, on a parchment paper with, like, ink just immediately just, like, falling about with, like, making sure that it was the best tracked way. Okay. Alright, that happens. Uh, Mavet, you are pretty excited about your idea. Um, how do you assist with this? So, I would be yelling out into the air. If um, are are there any gorillas nearby that I can? Yes, see? I, I can give you gorillas. There's every type of circus animal you can think of. So I would yell for the gorillas, uh, to come challenge me. Okay, so you see, yeah, two gorillas come up to you, and these guys look tough. They look like a mix between an owl and a ape, and something unusual is up with these creatures. Um, yes, can you make me a history check? This isn't related to the skill challenge. This is me just giving you a little bit of information. Oh, yeah, I can tell you about them. So, I'm going to say, with your particular circumstance, you don't know the names of uh, of the type of creature this is called, but what you do know is a strange phenomenon with them. You know that this creature has a form of clairvoyance, or I should better say a future sight. And they typically use that to their advantage when hunting down a prey. These uh, creatures essentially uh, look into the future to give themselves an advantage. Mechanically, if you guys were to fight these creatures, uh, they can't be surprised and they get advantage on their attack rolls for the first round. But go on, what are you planning to do? So are they mainly composed of gorilla? Yes, mainly composed of a gorilla with black fur, but just the face of an owl. What are your names? I grunk, he grew, you fight. I show peace for your brother above, as an opening in my groin comes out. What? <laughs> Follow with me here. <laughs> okay. As if a zipper came out of my wood, <laughs> of, the, of my wooden skin, and out pops... A small twig, uh, for I have released the dick for your brother above Parambe. <laughs> Let us become many, for we are strong, and we show love with the dicks out for your brother. And you see them whispering to each other, he knows about Parambe, he knows Parambe. How does he know? What the fuck do you actually do? Look, it don't even make that shit fly. Nah, nah, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, I, I was really hoping that would work, but... No! <laughs> You're not gonna pull out your one dick to convince gorillas <laughs> to side with you. 
<laughs> well, then I shall challenge him to an arm wrestling with my dick out. My twig out. My twig. Okay. Oh. Great. I feel like you're really impeding on Cupcake's uh, player agency. Yeah, no, fuck that shit. That player agency can go to hell. <laughs> okay. Let it be known to the audience that Gray has never pulled his dick out for Harambe. Yep, there you go. All right. So, uh, I'm sorry. I kind of just blanked out there. You, you're you're trying to wrestle these things? You're trying to... Oh, how are you establishing your strength? Arm wrestling. Okay, arm wrestling. Okay. Let, let's fucking go. Do you rage? Of course. Okay. You're Not, raging. Yes. Okay. okay. So, would it be an athletics check? Yeah, give me athletics. And give me two of them. You're arm wrestling both of them. So, both with advantage. Okay, just clarify it's uh, 15 and 8 for the first one and 18 and 16? Correct. Okay. So 15 and 18 is what I have to beat. Here's the first one, then the second one. They don't get a uh, advantage with this. Son of a bitch. Uh, should be rolling with advantage, but the first one was a 5. Are you fucking serious? All right, yeah. No. Uh, how do you defeat these big-ass gorillas? So as I'm arm wrestling them with both arms at the same time, because that's more badass for the audience to picture. Okay. As I begin to rage, my twig turns into a branch as I get a power boost <laughs> to tough. slam both of their arms into the ground. God damn it. And I look at them while holding their arms to the ground. Mm. You will join us. And I yeah. hold them down until I get their response. God damn. All right. You, you see both of them look at each other and give a nod. And they go, you have us for combat. Good. Now we become many, and I give them a hug. Mm. You convince two gorillas to join your side. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Atticus, uh, what the fuck are you doing? That's a two successes out of five. I'm going to um, kind of work with um, uh, Sears, um thing, and I'm going to kind of look and see where there's population centers so we can kind of do that. So I'm going to climb up a building and kind of point out where there are groupings of people. Okay, and uh, how do you intend to uh, do this? Like, uh, what's going uh, on? With my perception. Yeah, nothing complicated. Just give me uh, 18. Holy shit, right on dot. Well, deliver what you asked for. Yep, 18 on the dot. Uh, flavor this up just a little bit more for me. So I guess it's going to, like, kind of use his slime to create um, a little tower for him, and he's going to climb up it and then just kind of using his rifle like spot out when he sees like where there's like a lot of combat or a lot of like civilians hiding and stuff and um communicate that to Seer so she can add it into her plan. Okay. Aluya, it is your turn. I'm just gonna try and heal as many people as I can. Alright. Make me a medicine check. And the DC will be uh, yeah, sixteen. I'm gonna try and guidance myself. Yes ma'am. Holy shit. Uh, flavor this up a little bit more. So as everyone's got their thing to do, I'm just going to go around kind of patching people up as fast as I can and getting them out of battle and telling them to just try and halt what they're doing and just stick around. Okay. For the odds sake, that was a 27 total. Yep, thank you. Um, Eddie, you're going to finish this off. We have uh, four successes out of five necessary to get this plan in motion. I've always wanted Mega to finish us off. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah, I think what Eddie is going to do is like, a, especially given the circumstances of like just a little bit over an hour ago, 
Uh, Eddie is going to disappear into his room for a few minutes. Okay. And uh, he's going to then come out of his room with a bag full of mushrooms. Okay. And uh, I think he would have been spent like time basically tracking down a dealer because he doesn't have a dealer in this city. Uh, yeah, no. You'd think it'd be the first thing he'd do. Uh, yeah, and uh, basically like uh, convince convince them to convince specifically the people who fled the red district to return knowing that it's safe and ready to party again. <laughs> okay. All right. Just to clarify with this and to coordinate with us here. So is the plan to evacuate people into the red district or just to keep everyone within the green district away from the walls? Like, I just specify that a little bit more for me. Basically in between, mainly because since we have access to both, we we might as well utilize both of them at once. Okay. All right. So the plan is just to isolate, like, uh, all the people within both districts. Gotcha. Uh, Prevent more murder. All right, I like that. Um, so what skill were you planning to use for this, Mega? Uh, persuasion by the sounds of it? It's like, uh, it would be my intention. Yeah, one more. 18. 18 sounds about fair. Because, again, you're... You're you're intercepting uh, people within combat and shit. And uh, uh, a majority of... Uh, there you go. And uh, a majority of uh, people within uh, uh, the mindset of battle and bloodshed. So go right ahead. 18. Uh, any particular modification for just having on hand, like, a very desired product? <laughs> Give yourself a plus four. Plus four sounds fair. 19. And just because I have guns regardless. Uh, Fuck it. Uh, soft 20. 20. There you go. You guys have orchestrated your plan. Now it's time for the execution. Um, so... Everyone can pitch and uh, flavor it up, but how does this work out? I would say at the very least on Eddie's side of things, I think like ultimately like uh, finding that dealer and uh, orchestrating a situation where just like encouraging people to return to the Red District, uh, probably very specifically uh, all of the uh, the hookah bars and just like uh, and having just like a safe place for everybody to chill out. I will scry the map I made on the ground onto something else that both Atticus and Eddie could see so that they can actually get a visual of, like, how the wall should be built. Mm-hmm. And I guess as, as you're scrolling up thing, Atticus will be yelling down, like, oh, there's people in this location or in that location. Make adjustments to the map, maybe drawing, like, where people are concentrated. Yeah, to make sure we include those areas in the safe zone. Uh, because Eddie and Atticus are in control, what did these walls look like when they rise? Uh, as day before, Atticus's style is probably a lot more like gothic and dark, almost like cave walls, but in a gothic architecture. Honestly, to a certain degree, I actually kind of want to imagine more that rather than like creating a wall proper, it's more like... There's just like a smoky haze around the border that's so thick that it's in basically impenetrable. <laughs> like literally the district is being protected by smoke. Okay. You guys have interrupted uh, the flow of entertainers uh, coming into this, uh, this, uh, the green and red district. Uh, there are still enemy combatants within the district, but there is not a constant flow. As in, there are no waves 
if uh, combat were to break out. But yes, uh, it seems like uh, you guys have interrupted the battles and the riots that have occurred in town with uh, these walls. (laughs) So what's the game plan here? Yeah, so it sounds like we're going to, like, uh, take care of the Abitku situation, like, in, in terms of, like, making it, putting them in a more safe for everybody like a uh, situation it's like uh use the time that we've bought for ourselves like uh with the the heightened defenses uh to like uh like get to rest up and then like the next day like uh bright and early we take on the carnival okay that uh sounds good to me um there is uh still one issue though there are still although you guys did stop uh the oncoming of uh, enemies entering the green district there are still enemies within it that need to be taken care of or at least disabled or isolated uh with that information then you guys want to take care of that as well like deal with the abiku deal with the the remainders that have like stuck around our districts and then mm-hmm. do as stated before yeah, and just to clarify what you guys did mechanically this is not going to be a wave combat you guys are just dealing with the strays now that's good all right. Order of business. Uh, Biku first or enemies first? I would say enemies first. Unless oh, hold on. I want to say a Biku because there is a non-zero chance that the Abitku could be killed. Yeah. <laughs> Think it's smart. Fair. Got it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, wait a minute. He has a chance of dying. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> yep. Well put. All right. So... Uh, you guys have walls now, so I want to hear like how you guys tra- uh, like uh, go past it. Since you guys are specifically within the green district, uh, I assume uh, Eddie was in the red district just for a bit of flavor. Uh, describe how you guys are bi- bypassing your defenses. I mean, with Eddie's, it's pretty easy. His, it's his is a literal wall of smoke. He just, I mean, I guess essentially like park the Black Sea. <laughs> yeah. All right, Moses. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so we see that, like, uh, Homer Simpson style coming out of the bush. <laughs> I guess I guess we'll just have, like, gates around that'll kind of just, you know, Dracula's castle style open for people that he wants to let in. Okay. And we hear the ricketing of uh, the gate opening. And you guys begin to make your way through the blue district into uh, the purple district, all of it now black. And you do still see, like, a couple elves. Not as many elves as Mu put on guard before, but just a couple elves uh, guarding the Bikku, who is tied up to a chair. And Samuel is uh, naked with his ass raised into the air in the background. My vet, did you get in here before us? (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, the guy is covered with lashes, covered in dirt, bruises, uh, probably a couple broken bones, too. From that position, it's more than just that. Honestly, I don't think I... I didn't think these elves were into that. Yeah, from that position, it's more than just that. Something happened to him. (laughs) Is he alive? Yeah, he's alive. He's still breathing, just beating the helm back. All right. You guys uh, go towards Ubiku. He is uh, muffled with, uh, I assume, a uh, piece of cloth in his mouth, like uh, tied around uh, the back of his head and all that keep him from trying to hurt himself uh he has gray hairs now you see like wrinkles around his face around his fingertips he's uh beginning to uh go past middle age and uh reach his way into uh uh, late stages of life 
But does it still seem like it's going slower and slower each stage? Yeah, it is. But you, you can guess, mate, by the end of the week, he might just die. Man, humans age like milk. Yeah, it's been a while since I have, but it, I don't remember it being quite this fast. I think that's just because of the nature of this being. Mm-hmm. But I think we could resolve that. I I do need to specify really quick, and I, I, I'm sorry this slipped my mind, but uh, let's backtrack a second. Back to uh, when you guys are leaving the districts and going into the blue district. Uh, Happy can't follow you. Okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot. That's super important. <laughs> uh, Happy tries to enter the district, but melts. It seems like uh, whatever Atticus has done to the district is almost like poison or lava to him. And he just goes, are, are you going to leave me alone? No, little brah. Has like it, Eddie gestures up to Hetty. You can play with Hetty while I'm gone. You could also, you could also play with this person here. Hands out Rascal to this little kid. Oh yeah, there you go. Seems happy at Rascal, horrified on Hetty. Immediately snaps off Rascal's wing. <laughs> Pretty bird. Like Pretty bird. Playing with a butterfly. <laughs> and I could ask the gorillas to look out for him, make sure he's safe. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They signed up for combat, not babysitting. <laughs> mm. So basically, it's like everything that you shouldn't leave a child with. A giant slime monster, two wild animals, and a robot that shoots killer bolts. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't judge my parenting styles. <laughs> Here you go. Alright, so you guys uh, leave happy. Um, Again, flashback great to uh, where you guys are in front of the Bikku. And Seer saying this is the nature of the creature. Wonder if, well, we just have to wait them out. I'm not sure the best way to slay them unless we know their oath. Or in the other words, the thing that they promise themselves to stick with. Um, you see it trying to talk, but all that comes out is muffles. Shall we let it speak this time? I guess. <laughs> and do the gag. I won't die. I... I'll always come back. You can't. I'll fucking kill you. I'll I'll kill you and your entire family. You see that he is going through some serious, uh, uh, yeah, like uh, he's off the deep end more than usual. Well, I can think of a few members of my family that you can take care of for me. Uh, I'll kill. And you just see him just going at the restraints, but nothing's happening. He can't make headway. He's, yeah, he's up shit creek without a paddle. Like, he has no way of manipulating slime. He has no way of messing with his environment. He has no weapons. He is disabled looking at you guys. I will remember you. And stares at Seer, Aluya, Eddie, Atticus, and Mavet. I'll never forget you. I will likely forget you. I have been told I'm a pretty unforgettable dude. <laughs> I think in this case, though, for all of us, if we wish to end this creature, we need to figure out what it's associated with. Although, Vaticus, we haven't found its parents yet, from what it's indicated. So you mentioned, like, an oath or some promise. Is that normal for these creatures to... 
make a deal with someone. Would that be like... I wouldn't say they're exactly like dealsters, but it's more like they cheat death by taking another life. Or like a marking or something of like a... to show a symbol of their contract or something like that. The only thing I can indicate that might help us figure that out, though, is where he came from. Which, just to reemphasize uh, the leads, you guys had uh, a street rat, his wife, and uh, the hag at the orphanage. Although two of those three uh, leads are uh, no longer viable. Mm. So we're off to see Velma. What are you talking huh? about? Two of those leads are totally viable, <laughs> as far as the party knows. Well, most mm-hmm. of the party. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm wondering when, like, someone can make a check to notice that anytime Eddie's alone with someone, they <laughs> never appear again. <laughs> oh, yeah, it seems to be an ongoing issue. I think Eddie will, like, uh, pipe up, you know, like, there's probably a way to get more information out of him later. Speak your mind. Mm-hmm. We just gotta get high. Mm, yes, we gotta fuck. <laughs> yeah, I see Atticus gets it. How would that help us again? Well, I guess, like, you've never tried, so, like, you wouldn't know. But when you fuck with someone, you connect with them on, like, a deeper level. How How do you know I have not done that? Maybe I've done it many times with many people. You don't know my life. <laughs> Insight? <laughs> 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 Please make the roll, uh, Luya. Do not tell us. Just make a straight Christmas okay. show. What profession? Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! That's Atticus. Because <laughs> oh, okay. now he's curious. Everyone wants to know. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Just so the audience knows, at least the charisma check is a seven. Okay, uh, fill us in. Were you being truthful? No, I was not. <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone's passive insight. I would even say Mavet can tell that uh, you're lying. It's kind of like in a cute way, too. So it's just like, oh, yeah. they want to <laughs> seem cool. <laughs> yeah. We have a grown-up here. <laughs> oh, my lord. How about this, then, Aluia? If you wish to join them on that, I think if you have a lot of experience, why not? I think I will be talking with the hag. I totally got this, but um, I will go to the hag too. My experience is not needed here. We have Eddie here. I think we're good. If that is what you desire, but I I can't comprehend how hardcore you are. Oh, so hard. (laughs) That's what they say. And what I do? Wait, yes? Yeah. (laughs) Holy shit. I'll leave you to handling this situation, Eddie, with the Abiku. I will go do more research. Aren't we gonna, like, take care of, like, the invaders first? Oh, well. It's on the way. (laughs) We'll just take care of it as we go. Yeah, fuck it. It's a loose thread. We're gonna fucking take care of it. (laughs) Also, who's gonna carry him? Looks at Atticus, and then looks at Mavet. Mavet's strong. You're weak. You're inferior. You're a piece of shit that'll never amount to anything. Uh, whoops, forgot this. Like, uh, puts the gag back in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) 
Kill me. Kill me. <laughs> All right. That sounds that the party's going to the orphanage on the way back to the green district. As you enter in, you don't see the kids running around. Do you see them, like, all, like, hiding? Like, in fact, uh, the door was locked. And, uh... Eddie, do you have a specific knock when you're uh, knocking on doors? Or is it just a lazy two-tap? I think... I think, like, I think more specifically, it's, like... It's technically a three-knock, but, like, the distance between each knock is characteristically long. Just okay. like, all right, no, that's good. And I, uh, you hear the lock unbolting. Um, you actually, it takes a while actually with the amount of locks that are being undone. You just hear a whole bunch of noise behind the door before you uh, hear the creak of the door and you see uh, the old lady and just goes, My, what a cutie at my doorstep. I've missed you, Eddie. So, hey, it seems like you've been keeping safe, right? It ruffles your hair. Oh yes, I I've been keeping myself in the little kitty safe. Oh, come in, come in. It's frightful outside. And gestures for everyone to come in and sees my vet holding the bicu and just goes, "Why would you bring that nasty thing in here?" In hopes of slaying it, if you can aid with that. Oh, you can't slay it. And. Locks the door behind you guys and hobbles over to her little desk. Would you like a bit of candy? No, can I have candles? Ooh. <laughs> Do you look like a Genasi? No, but I'm just making it very awkward. I kind of look like a Louis sister right yeah, now. Yeah, okay. Okay, dearie. Uh, to each their own. I, I used to know a girl back in the day who would eat quarters. And takes out candlesticks brings it back oh she would she would throw up blood all the time and gives you a candlestick and each person like a little bit of hard taffy eat up eat up and hobbles around uh eddie you uh see orphan eddie the one that uh, was saved by luya and seer and you who is now regaining his vision coming up to you and hugging your leg hey little eddie hi eddie I missed you. I miss you too, little dude. It's scary. There's there's a lot of loud noises. And you can hear the occasional gunshot in the distance, but not as frequent and uh, loud as it was before. It's like, it's not quite Detroit anymore. It's yeah. more... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> more like a bad suburb now. <laughs> Say goodbye to all our Detroit listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Look down the list and zero. Great. <laughs> the old hag goes up to Mavet and feels up your chest, her like wrinkly hand and uh, claw-like nails scrape down your bark. And she goes, My, what do we have here? Oh, I've never seen something like you. What are you? Mavet, Soha, Fidash. Oh, where did you get a silly name like that? Uh, I do not know. Who? What do you know? Looks deep into your eyes. Become fruitful and many. Oh, you're a dangerous little lad, aren't you? And giggles. Oh, don't touch the children. And hobbles over to Atticus. Ooh, another strange one. And probably grabs your hand and probably puts a finger on your wrist. Where's your pulse, dearie? 
Can I sense any fear coming off this woman? No, she is all too happy. Mm. Where's your fear, then? Oh, you see, me and the girls always had a thing for your kind. Oh, ask your dad. Uh, perhaps your brother. They might have met me when I was but a beautiful rose. Oh, but you still are. Oh, and she begins to blush. Oh, oh, I've always loved the way you can make a girl blush. For the audience, <laughs> a deception check for Maticus, uncalled for. She sees right through it. Your brother was a better liar, though. Mm, I bet. Oh, yes. Better in so many ways. Used to really break the bed springs. <laughs> Starts probably <Gross>. talking. <laughs> Daticus just goes, nods, and is like, gross. <laughs> oh, yes. What a wild animal. And it goes towards Luya. Am I right? Yeah, I'm totally right. Totally. Get that know. reference. Totally. <laughs> yes. Oh, that aside. Oh, I assume that you haven't just come here to make a old woman's day. What, what brings you to my orphanage? Uh, it's kind of like what the little dude said. Like, just like gesturing at the Abiku. Like, if we can help it, we'd like to make sure this dude can't, like, keep coming back and making problems for everyone. Oh, I see. Well, you come right to the source. Yes. Oh, this this little child is, uh, yes, uh, hmm. She tries to look towards the Biku, sees the missing tongue. Oh, dear, you haven't died in a while, have you? Oh, you poor little thing. Yes, I, I'm responsible for this thing. Trying to figure out the best way to call this creature. Yes, had a poor man and a woman come to my doorstep asking for help. Oh my, to push away such kind little creatures. Hmm. Probably traces her fingernail across the abiku's face. Oh, poor little lass. You know, she had a habit of having pregnancies, but never had a child. Shakes her head. Yes, poor, poor little thing. And looking towards, say, yes, here. It broke my little heart. It really did. So I gave them a child that, well, wouldn't die. But uh, I didn't anticipate it. Uh, yes, wanting to kill itself. Yes, I, I, I am sorry if he caused any trouble for you. My hands were a bit tied with this one. Hmm. So you want him taken care of? Is that what you desire? They were, like, hurting a lot of people, you know? Yes, I wanted kind of spirit. A sweet spirit. But that damn elf, and she bites her mouth, forced my hand. Can I insight check her? Threaten the lives. Yes, you can go right ahead. Going, I promise you. It's just crazy slow. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's uh, telling the whole truth. He threatened the lives of my children, my little kitties. He said, if I didn't draw the spirit, oh, I perish the thought, and looks towards the children. I was obligated to fulfill their request, but to twist their wish. Looks towards the bhikkhu. I suppose it's time to clean up my mess, and hobbles over to the desk and grabs out a 
piece of paper. Theory, could could you do Granny a favor? I I need you to do something very specific. I need a bit of his blood, and I need you to nearly kill him, if you would, dearie, for the sweet grandma. Sorry, who was that toward? <laughs> Anyone who would respond. I was thinking Louis here, oh, uh, looking oh, at the girls. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yes, let the orphan person do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is an orphan now. Uh, yep. So I have to just draw blood from him, but not uh, kill him? Draw blood and nearly kill him. Uh, I'm going to tie it off so he doesn't just bleed out fully and die. Okay. Yeah, you see her bring up the rolled up parchment. We uh, see like cinematic shot of uh, the blood running down the wrist onto the uh, dropping onto the parchment and you see letters begin to form as it hits the page and with each drop it becomes more red and crimson and more clear and detailed until you have a full contract written out oh here it is dearie now, side note, I think at that very specific instance, I think Eddie went to go <laughs> maybe find a place to play with Eddie and, and not be witness to that. Yes, this is this is going to be a very quick process, so don't blink. Now, if you would, bash his skull in. Sorry, you want me to bash his skull in now? Yes. You have to bring him to the brink of death. He needs to be in the twilight, or this is all for naught. Be careful now, dearie. I'm gonna look to the rest of the group, like, does this seem good? Atticus just shrugs and says, like, might as well try. I'm just gonna take my shield and just start pounding. Okay. Uh, let's do a controlled uh, uh, situation here. Uh, can you make me, uh, you use dexterity for your attacks, correct? I think so. Okay. I'm gonna assume your dex is higher because I remember having this com- uh, conversation with you a while ago. Okay, make me a dexterity check, uh, 15, just to make sure that this is controlled. I'm gonna guidance myself. Okay, you bring him on to the brink of death. Uh, flavor this up for me. Uh, still unsure about the situation and if I should actually do this, I'm just gonna take my shield and just, I don't want to look at him when I do this, so I'm going to kind of go behind him and kind of really bring it up high and just bring it down. Also kind of like swing it, so kind of knock cocks him to the side. We hear his spine shatter from the blow, and he just starts screaming. I I can't, I can't feel my arms. I can't feel my legs. I, I can't move. Oh, dearie, don't worry. It'll be over quick. We're just putting down a rabid animal. And she unfurls the scroll. And just before she starts reading, she goes, Oh, before I forget, I I do need to ask just a little favor from you all. Just a tiny one, if you would enlighten an old grandmother. My pussy is quite dried up. Like, like the Sahara. Um, Sierra will have to solve this problem. Glove slapped. <laughs> Been a while since I investigated a dusty tomb, <laughs> but won't be the last. All right. She uh, just goes, I have a friend to the north and she would love to see you 
She has a bit of a cottage, and she's been waiting for you for about, uh, yeah, 70 years. If you'd be so kind as just to stop by and say hello, bring her some cookies, that would be very nice of you. Would you indulge a little grandma? God, 70 years late for a date. Yeah, like 70 years late. It's like, I think Cyril will be like, as long as they are nice. Oh, she is so nice. Just don't get on her bad side. Oh, she is such a sweet dearie. Makes the best pies. Oh, and uh, don't scare her daughter. She's overprotective of the little thing. Got it. I'm not leading the charge. Yes, just make sure to stop by a little cottage and I'll do this for you. Do we have a deal? Uh, sure. I will accept. Oh, dearie. This, I would love a verbal commitment, but you know us old women. We always need to get something signed. She hobbles over to the desk and just writes down on a piece of paper. Who would... Be so kind as to draw a little blood for me. This is some serious shit to drop off some cookies. Oh my god. Yes. If you would be so kind, I need just a bit of a prick. Would you like Wait, to, dear? before you do that. Yes? Ask her what type of cookies. What kind of cookies? Oh, dearie. Must you be so, so detailed and insightful? If it's oatmeal cookies, we're off. <laughs> Don't eat the cookies. They have sedatives inside. And she brings over a little basket to give to you. They will put you right to sleep. Don't eat them. I won't eat them as proceeding to eat the candle. They have raisins inside. <laughs> Hands the cookies off to Mavet. Oh, that was a bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> takes cookies back realizing they don't know Mavet the tree because they might realize that the raisins are children of the mm. past yeah <laughs> just like a thousand yard stare looking at raisins I will try my best to accomplish this task oh that's so good to hear may I please have a bit of your blood strange question is that paper fire retardant oh now that you ask it's a magical parchment it won't burn a flame Deer just gives a sigh, pulls out a little, like, prick, and just pokes their thumb. Yeah, she gives you a tiny needle to prick yourself with. Well, I don't need much. I just need a drop, honey. Yes. Squeeze their thumb. The blood doesn't come out as red. It comes out as, mm -hmm. I would say, a, I would say a molten yellow. Oh, you're one of the entertainers in town. Oh, how delightful. And we see, like, a little drop go onto the paper and like now that I think about this this is very much like a deal from Satan like and I want to explain like the flare of it where like the drop hits the paper and you see a woof of fire as the uh the ink uh begins to form now don't don't break our deal now I'm holding you accountable and you know just puts a, a finger to your chest tapping you like an old grandma and just goes, if you see the cottage and walk by, you're going to start to get tired, and more tired, and even more tired until you die. Don't break our little deal, honey. And she hobbles back, puts it along with other documents. Oh, I am so sorry. Let's finish off our little arrangement. And goes to the Obiku. Yes, dearie. 
Divine Father, ever-living Creator, I come before you to confess to me sins. I fell from the path. I accepted a bribe in a moment of greed and weakness. Relieve me of my sins. Unburden me of this pain. I put my fate in your hands so I may start afresh in your divine grace. And you just see as each word is coming by, he is having a seizure. His body is moving erratically. And by the moment she says grace, his head falls. Oh, such a poor little dearie. I hope you have fun with your friends. And she uh, like probably puts her hand to the cheek as the Ubiku looks like he is dead. Oh, poor little dearie. You need a tiny little grave, don't you? And she hobbles off to a cabinet, opens it up, and you see a shovel well used with blood stains and dirt covering the uh, metal. Oh, it's going to be another night. And you see she begins to hobble over and slowly begin to drag the chair before looking at Mavet and Atticus and just says, Would you be so sweet as to bring it to the grave for me? Okay. <laughs> Oh, you're such a sweet little thing. And we see the hag and Atticus go outside, and the hag begins to shovel out a grave for the bhikkhu. Not Atticus, the hag specifically. Yeah, the, the hag. She can't drag the damn thing, but she can shovel like a motherfucker. Back in my day, I had to bury an entire coven. <laughs> yes, yes, haven't we all? Oh, those witch hunters. Why can't we make him like the butcher? Oh, dearie. Cremation is never a good thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, off in a different room. Patty cake, patty cake, baker's man. <laughs> and after the bhikkhu is buried, you see the old woman hobble back up to the orphanage and just goes... You little kitties are so sweet. Thank you so much for cleaning up Granny's mess. I so appreciate it. Are you welcome? I feel like saying this to Louis, I'll say this to Louis quietly. Like, let's make sure we don't miss going to the north if we can. We'll definitely have to take off the collars. I've already made a mental note of doing so. Also, we should not eat the cookies, correct? Correct. Taking a big bite out of a candle. All right. Look good, but I won't. What's this about collars? Are you little dearies in trouble? Well, did just help you. We are in a pickle ourselves, so we are bound by magic. Oh, what sort of magic, dearie? Are you talking about the trinkets around your ankles and wrists and your neck? Oh, those look like devilish little things. That is correct. Yeah, important note. Just as a reminder to the entire party, as probably most of you have figured out, those things are still invisible. This lady's bullshit. <laughs> es una bruja. <laughs> are you having trouble with those little trinkets? By trouble, you mean they're going to kill us eventually? Oh, they're going to kill you. Oh, that's so sad. I'm so sorry, dearie. It pains my heart to hear that. You're so I'm going sweet. To be honest with you, when you talk, it sounds sarcastic. I don't know if you really want us to die, or you like really want us to be helpful. 
You have a way of impressing yourself on others, don't you, dearie? I mean every word I say. If you say so. Would you let Granny have a look? Just a look? Just a look, dearie. Oh, press forward. And she, yeah, she comes up, hunches over. She just like uh, two small and round spectacles that raise on her nose. And she just glides her hand around your shackles and goes, Oh my, these are devilish little things. Ooh, the man who made this. Ah, quite the mind on him. Oh yes, what cute little things. Yes, he's trying too much at once. There's so many little scratches and flaws. What a cute little boy. And raises back up. Oh, those are interesting little things. And she hobbles over to her desk. Well, I hope that you find a way out. And sits down. Well, do you know of a way? Like a key? And a clue? Oh, yes, dearie. I know several ways to get out of those. And just stares at you blankly. Could I ask one way to get out of these without hurting myself or dying? Oh. Oh. Okay. Without dying? Okay, I said not hurting myself. Or others, preferably. Oh, not hurting yourself or others? You're making this quite hard, dearie. But yes, I know of a couple of ways. But I'm sorry to say, when it comes to things like this, I, I just can't say it for free. There's always a deal, dearie. I'm willing to help you at a cost. I'm so sorry. Uh, we just came here and cleaned up your shoe with the abiku, and you cannot do us a solid and just be like, Hey, I know you're hurt or going to die. Let me ease your pain. And just let you be free, but not die free, but like free to live. And I'm so thankful that you did it out of the kindness of your heart. Such nice theories. Roll it, pat it, mark it with a V, <laughs> put it in the oven for and no, no, me. There, there you go. And one moment, please. I'm going to kind of motion the, aside from Eddie, the rest of the group to huddle. Aside from Atticus, because he he knows. I mean, he can come and join. So, should we, should I take this deal? What would this deal entail? Like, she wants money? I don't even know if I have a lot of it. Apparently to deliver cookies. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Like, we're also going to bring these cookies to her, her friend. Um, from my experience, it's never great to make a deal with a hag, but... What do you mean? Also, it's never great to make them unhappy, so... So she's, like, bad or something, or...? They're not all bad, it's just they're... tricky. Tricky. And what they want doesn't always match what you want. And they always get what they want. Mine would come off, right, if I made this deal, but... Seer would still have hers? Who knows, maybe... Them helping you escape yours will reveal how we escape ours. So that might be the best way to phrase it is to make it so that you can free all of us by you being freed. Think of it as like that little extra little trick to get us out. All right. You've convinced me, Seer. My death. No. <laughs> that was out of character. All right. Well, uh, I'll see what she wants from me. 
Velma. Oh, dearie, you remembered my name. How sweet yes, yes, I'm of quite you. sweet. Thank you so much. Uh, what would you want from me? Oh, nothing much. Just a favor. That's it. And what is it you desire? Oh, if you want your answer, you'll figure it out with due time. It's just a tiny, itsy-bitsy favor that I'll ask in the future. Deal. Oh, okay. You're... I'm all for rushing in, but we need to set the foundation. We need to talk about this. As much as I would love to take advantage of a sweet deary. No, let me ask. What would you like to know? How to safely remove these shackles from my body while not dying. Oh, that's perfect. That's so perfect. I can do that for you. I can tell you a flaw for in exchange for a deal. Does that sound good for you, deary? I just get a flaw. I don't have them come off. No, dearie, no. There is nothing I can do here to free you, but I can tell you how. This deal is looking less sweet. Oh, it's just an itsy-bitsy favor. Does that sound good to you, dearie? Give me the flaw. Oh, but of course, but first, we need to sign a little contract. And she takes out a bit of parchment. Gives you a needle, and you know the process. Oh, it's just a little prick. Okay. You stab your finger and put blood on it. Is that correct? Unlike the unlike the fire of uh, Seer, we see electricity like go through the entire parchment. And you see fine print created. And she rolls it up and goes, Well, if that's it, then I will tell you a flaw. And she motions you to come closer. As if she's going to whisper it to you. Hello, you leans in. You see, dearie, the creator of these shackles had a little bit of a problem when it comes to when your form shapes. So if you transform into an animal that the creator hasn't ah, seen you before, son of a bitch. you can you get out. Information. Yep. Ah, you, you bitch. I don't like you. You are not a sweet woman. You- you didn't specify. Yep. You didn't specify a flaw that you didn't already know. Yeah. Yep. Bitches, I to you. Everyone else knew I was going this way. It's the wealth situation all over yeah. again. Yeah. Let this yeah. happen. Seven hundred and fifty XP to everyone who knew and, and didn't say anything. Everyone got experience again but me. Aww. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, I was. That's why I didn't want to fuck you over. Right out the gate, I wanted you to set up the parameters for the deal. Hey, Nita, don't worry. I'll I'll forego my experience because it, the caller thing really doesn't I'll apply to me. take your points, dude. I looked to y'all. I asked you for advice. Y'all stayed mute like freaking statues. I gave you advice pretty easily. The thing I is- did warn you that it never goes well making deals with these tags. You know, figure out something that'll help all of us out. So I, I did specify to find something that like that. Mm. I just couldn't help after you started doing the thing because the hag is being very manipulative. And keep in mind, she did take note that Atticus is not wearing any shackles either. Eddie was playing patty cake. You can't blame yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dearie, I'm sorry. Did you know that? 
Oh, dearie, I'm so sorry. Would you like to make another deal? I don't need you to talk anymore. Callate, por favor. Mavet would like to make a deal. Well, I'm so sorry, dearie. Didn't mean to cause you any discomfort. It was a flaw. Uh, I've ignored her. Yeah. Does anyone else would like to make a deal with an old granny? Mavet. Okay, Mavet, you come up. Oh, dearie. What would you like from old granny? Tell Granny Velma. Well, you asked where I had my name from, and I don't know. Can you point me in the right direction to find out? Oh, dearie, dearie. And she, like, cups your cheek. I would love to tell you, but I'm afraid I don't feel comfortable making a deal I don't know the answer to. I'm so sorry. Granny. (laughs) Oh, yes. How's it going, hot stuff? How about I tell my brother to give you a call in exchange you give me a small favor? Oh, dearie, dearie, dearie. I can't do that. If you sign a contract with me, then I am willing to do whatever I can do for you. That's within my power. Yes, so it's the same contract you offered Aluya, but this time you owe me the favor. Oh, oh dearie, oh dearie, dearie, dearie. I must know, because I won't sign a contract without knowing what the favor is. That would be foolish. (laughs) (laughs) With a shot. Um, Yeah, I know. Uh, fine. How about just like just just twist that dagger a little bit harder into Aluya's gut? <laughs> oh, fucking hell! I can't wait to read the notes after this. Oh, I'm gonna make it as basic as possible so you can't enjoy nothing. <laughs> I think we deserve that. No, Aluya makes we a tried. poor deal with the heck. Y'all must hate me for real, for real. <laughs> Atticus. <laughs> so, how about you give us some information we can actually use? A new way to free my friends without injuring them that we don't know that is easily obtainable by us. Oh, that is so easy, dearie. That's the trouble I was having with the previous one. She said... And bites her lip. Yes, would you like to make a deal? She said... She said she made a deal with me. I told you what I would offer. Hmm. Would would you be such a kind young man if you would just allow me to ask one favor? I would tell you gleefully. No, that was not the deal. I Hmm. told you what I would do. Thinks it over. All right. So what are you offering the old hag? That I will tell my brother to give her a call. To give her a call. Booty call or just regular call? Unspecified. Yeah, Ooh. unspecified. Good to know. Hmm. If you have nothing better to offer, I can't tell you, dearie. I'm sorry. My loins aren't like they used to be back in the day. Such a shame. Such a handsome man, too. I know, he, he's quite good looking, but hmm. tell he's you only what. gotten better looking, by the way. Tell you what. I would like one itsy-bitsy thing. I have a little bit of a grudge with someone in town. If you could just bring him here to me, I would be ever so happy. 
who? Oh, we all know him. I want Thimreth Exultria. Give him to me alive, and I'll be ever so happy to tell you. You know very well I cannot make that deal. Mm, but dearie, all you're doing is moving him. You're not going to hurt him or anything, are you? Oh, I'm going to hurt him. Oh. But not until I have permission. That's... That's it, though. You Do you have permission to kill him? If not, just give him to me. Old Granny will take good care of him. Uh, we'll see. Hmm. It seems like you guys are in impasse. If Unless you have an alternate deal, her terms is to bring Thimreth to her alive and captured. Now, another deal. I will still offer to have my brother contact you well to ask him to contact you if you count that as Aluya's favor no dearie it's not too often that granny has a fly in the web I'm sorry you're starting to lose my interest head shoulders knees and tails knees and tail yeah. head shoulders <laughs> knees and tail knees and tail you're not going far enough for tail <laughs> very well Sorry, dearies, I couldn't be more help. Just make sure you don't die out there. I would hate to have to bury you. I now understand why my brother said he was so disappointed. Oh, yes. The sad thing about your kind is there's no blood flow. It was a limp ride. Fare thee well. <laughs> well, is that what he told you? <laughs> I can assure you that's not true. <laughs> Insight? Insight. Go insight. Oh, fuck I just would love that. I was like, I'm just saying that. It's like, wait a minute. Is that true? Find out later. Oh, it is true. That sucks. Oh. Anyhow, continue. Well, be on your way, dearies. Remember, Granny's doors are always open. And looks towards Aluya. I'll make sure to talk to you in the future. Don't you worry, dearie. And don't ignore what I have to say either. I will also wait for everyone to leave before I leave. Uh, unless anyone's trailing behind, uh, Aluya, you're alone in this building. Unless uh, Eddie has any goodbyes. I was say, no Eddie. one's gotten Eddie. Like, he's still off in another room. Yeah. <laughs> he has no idea what's been going on. It's time to go. Bye, little Eddie. Oh, are we like done yes. here? Eddie, you're going already? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, little Eddie. I'll be back again, just like now. I think Aluya's actually going to destroy an orphanage. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you be good and remember what I taught you. Mm-hmm. And I guess he gives you a hug and says, All right, goodbye. And runs over to Velma and tugs at her skirt. And she, like, pulls up a chair and bounces him on her knee. Just goes, Oh, dearie, were you keeping company with Eddie? Yeah, I was. Oh, isn't he just the nicest little thing? Mm-hmm. And you just see them talking back and forth. Everyone's out. All right. That Unless anyone has any objections. I will just kind of give Aluya a pat on the shoulder, which is kind of like a little shock and burn that we usually have together, and they'll be like, let me know if you need anything while we're outside. Mm-hmm. That damn kid is still with her. And then kind of like... Super salty. Um... <laughs> Kind of? <laughs> She's just gonna look at the kid and look at her. Look at the kid. 
Do you want something, dearie? She's gonna take the door handle and just slowly, with her face still peeking in, say, Bitch! And slam the door! (laughs) Oh, she's a rude little one, isn't she? Yeah, she seems pretty rude. Oh, don't be mingling with those kinds of people, dearie. You're a sweet little little apple. A shield. You're a good bean. Of course, it's a fucking egg. <laughs> Bye, dearies, dearies, dearies. You hear echo. Throwing his middle fingers at the orphanage. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> looking at Aluia, kind of like perplexed, go like, and just before, like, maybe it's like this awkward pause where they just look at Aluia and go like, "Are, are you, are you flipping off the children?" <laughs> yes, the malls and her. All of them! <laughs> I used to love children so much! What happened? On <laughs> that thing, Atticus is gonna think back to the well incident. <laughs> yep. Fear just kinda walks over, gives them a, like, kind hand on their shoulder, and just literally go, like, can't answer that, but I'm here if you need to talk. Just the children are staring out the window. Mm. Oh, dearies, don't look at the weirdo! <laughs> just... <laughs> Look away! Yes. There's something interesting over there. Fuck you! Fuck you! You're cool! Fuck you too! Fuck you! You're dragging away away! No, dearies, don't worry. It's just they... They just don't like children. It's so weird. Well, Eddie says, I think I'm starting to understand why that one was in prison. I think she could really use a good fuck. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my brain, damn you, Mega. Uh alright, thank you all. That that was some awesome RP from all of you. Get everyone give yourselves two hundred and fifty EXP, including you, Luya. That was some good shit there. I just enjoyed that entire scene. Oh, holy hell. What do you guys uh, do along the way? I'm just comforting our dear Luya. It's a rain crowd peering of raining down on me in my sadness. Seer steams as the rain just splashes onto them and it's just like Oh, you're making good music there. But basically they just kind of like, you know, stand by Aluia and go like, did not expect to have that backfire. No. Did I miss something? No, nothing happened. Everything went famously. I was just Stub my toe, so I was like, I was like angry. I was like, ah, my toe, anger, you know. You spoke a strange language while you were incredibly angry there. Tends to happen to my mother too, you know. She just gets angry, and I'm like, ah, mother, running. Ah, so you speak in tongue when you're angry. Fair. Yes. Regardless, though, I will give you this promise, Aluia, so you don't feel so burned. Um, whatever the things they ask you to do, I will support you in that. I will aid you in your task. What if it's like I have to stab one of you? I understand. Take me out. Do what you need to. But try to resurrect me if you could. Is that a thing? No. Maybe? I, uh, I don't think I can make that promise. I could do that. Like, make me into a bird or something? Let me be free. You're gonna hate me. All right. <laughs> For now, then, why don't we just get you to relax and rest? Great, we already do. 
<laughs> her, her in particular. Let's find a spot for us to lay down, put our worries behind. I'm also a little getting tired of having to keep this disguise up. You guys begin to walk. Eddie sends a Eddie sends a mental link <laughs> to uh, to Hetty to uh, direct uh, direct Happy in the appropriate direction. Mm-hmm. Just not just making sure we're just not leaving him yeah, <laughs> entirely no. behind. Yeah, you you do that. Um, yeah, I think as you guys are walking through the streets, the city has never felt so empty before. You you don't see people going outside. Everyone's hiding inside, and anyone who is outside is a corpse on the street. Like I want to even say that you probably see like a, a doll of a child or for a child on the ground, covered in mud, and uh, one of the hair, like the hairs on the doll, just having a small like flame eat at it. As the Huns have been through here, mm-hmm. as you guys go from the blue district into, I assume, the green district, because there's no enemies in the red district. They didn't make it that far. Like, uh, I I should say, yeah, I should say, because this is a good time to strategize a little bit. Atticus, with your passive, you see uh, three combats within the city. Though, thankfully, you guys do have forces to deal with it on your own. But it looks like, uh, instead of this being an ultimatum, where you guys have to choose who to save... It looks like if you guys wanted to, you could uh, diversify like uh, your comrades, such as the elves, the uh, apes. You guys have a uh, Hetty to uh, take care of uh, some of the combat or like uh, any of the other combats you guys are not focused on as a possible strategy. Or you guys can go one by one or you guys can try to force them all into one uh, giant trap. Uh, the, the sky's the limit on how you guys want to approach this, but you see three combats within the green district. Also, there's Gumbo. Send in the elephant. Yep. I should say Gumbo's, uh, like, going toward, or, like, he's outside the walls, but he's, like, uh, over at the the yellow tent, ripping at it. You hear, like, the distant cry of an elephant. But you do have the monkeys in town, or I should say in the green district. How do you guys want to approach this? Probably the best bet would be in the most roundabout way as possible. Yep. Sounds about right. <laughs> On par for uh, the group. I don't know. To have other people deal with the small fry and then we take a rest? I don't know. Hmm. Well, keep in mind, like, uh, the small fry are, I would say, two combats that are happening in the city. While the primary one that uh, the elves and people are dealing with is some man in a unitard that is crumbling buildings with each strike of his fist. We should go handle the unitard man. Yeah, it sounds to me like, uh, like you know, like between the the two apes and uh, Hetty, they could probably like deal with the two smaller combats, and then we could deal with the Unitard. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, unless anyone has any arguments with that, like uh, you guys again, originally wave combat and uh, uh, an ultimatum was uh, going to be. Uh, uh, the options here, but you guys nullified that with uh, uh, teaming up with the animals and creating walls. So this is what's at hand. You guys have turned uh, possibly a, a series of deadly encounters into something trivial. <laughs> is that the plan? Sounds good. Okay. Um, just to uh, describe what you guys see, um, you do see the uh, apes, not the ones that uh, Mavet 
uh, uh, made com- uh, comrades with, like uh, separate apes. You uh, see uh, sword swallowers, and you do see something very strange. And I want to kind of imagine, like, through Atticus's scope, this one makes you quirk an eyebrow. As you see a mechanical, yeah, a mechanical minotaur, like, uh, going at people. And, uh, again, since you guys aren't deciding between combats, you guys honed in on this one. Um, I can give you a little bit of information here, um, before you guys enter the encounter. The bull itself seems like a bronze bull, like the torture device. And this is evident to you, Atticus, as you see an elf going against the bull. It grabs the person and shoves it inside of its body. And you see its skin, yeah, its armor turning red, red hot. And I would assume like the distant smell of meat is what you smell. How would you guys like to prep up for this combat? Let me think. How much fire do I need? Mm-hmm. Let me put you guys on the map. Okay. And let me show you everyone who is on the map. Since uh, this isn't a surprise, uh, Atticus can easily uh, scope this out. There we go. Just to explain again, you see the, the uh, owl, owl gorilla, sword swallowers, a mechanical bull, a man in a unitard, and a sword swallower next to a cage with a lizard. And you guys would be coming from the north. So if you guys want, you can uh, uh, place yourselves wherever you want onto the map so long as it's in the north. And I'll make a little border for you guys to know where it's okay. Anything within that huge red box is where you can put yourselves. On the roof, in the alleys, in any of uh, the alleys. I love how there's one picture of a good that dude that looks like he's a superhero with a cape on. Yep. Yeah, I saw that. It's like the art style is completely different. Yep. Yeah, it's a transition from mid-journey to novel AI. Um, yes. Is uh, that sort Ellen of... Edgar Poe next Yes, one? I was just about to say that. It's Edgar Allan Poe. Like, uh, that's what all these guys look like. Is the kid with us, or is it just us now? Um, the kid can be with you. And uh, just to specify, it's Atticus who is attuned to uh, the Green District? Yeah. All right. So essentially how he's going to function, he's not going to participate in combat, but he will allow you to use lair actions, essentially, to give you guys uh, the advantage in this combat. Because I, I honestly want to give you guys a mechanical benefit for recruiting him. Um, we'll go over the lair actions uh, uh, next session. I'll uh, give them to you. But uh, for now, yes, uh, for now, you guys enter in on the combat. Uh, paint the scene on how you guys are approaching, because uh, everyone's taking a unique position here. Well, Atticus is definitely going to try to sneak along the rooftops to find like an ideal kind of sniping position. Again, uh, unlike uh, the blue district and the red district, this is just where slaves live. Like, uh, Although the houses in the map looks very nice. The uh, actual architecture and height of it is very poor quality. But uh, yes, Atticus is looking for the best sniping position. Uh, Eddie, paint the scene a little bit for you. I like to imagine just like Asbro, like uh, getting close to that area, just like uh, like Eddie shares a look with Eddie and just like, uh, yeah, that that does sound bad, doesn't it? And then so Smoky Eddie like flies up to one of the rooftops and like, uh, you know, like it does like the classic like a you know, like uh, throw Eddie to the roof in realization that there's just like a big mechanical bowl. <laughs> Smoky Eddie has made the tactical decision of not having Eddie in the direct pathing of a bowl. Hmm. 
Uh, just because uh, you guys did have a good role on this, uh, Seer, this seems like another creation by that dwarf, uh, Isloth the Artist. Motherfucker. Yep. A literal torture device. Seer <laughs> um, will pull out yeah. their tools and get ready to decompopulate this thing. Okay. And uh, let me hear, uh, Aluya. Aluya, how are you entering uh, in on I'm this map? I'm just going to um, kind of position myself where I can take some cover behind a bush or something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go get him. <laughs> Cheering from the bush. Aluya's doubling back to burn down the orphanage. And Mavet, how are you entering in on the scene? Well, probably if it's like the actual like bulls, the iron bulls where they made that whistling sound i would have been intrigued by the sound um and wanting to lead the way like i was in a hurry to see what it is yep you hear the whistle from both the horns and the nose and it just comes out is just this uh 12 foot tall made of like bronze and iron uh bull and you just hear the mechanical clicks as it's moving around grabbing each elf that comes close to it and shoving it in its body. But weirdly enough, you don't hear screams, which is strange. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, before combat starts, uh, uh, when the buildings crumbles, we see uh, the building crumble as a man punches through one of the supports, and you just hear him yelling, Give it back! Give it all back! I want my town! Give it back! And he just punches through it, and uh, you see one of uh, you see one of the sword swallowers like tapping him on the shoulder, guiding him, and he just says, "Thanks," or I should say, uh, the muscly Herculean man just says, uh, "Thanks." Show me where are they? Where's the enemies? Where's Thimreth? And he just points in a direction, and you just see him charge to another building, begin to pound at it, and he kills probably, yeah, I'd say one or two elves along the way, his knuckles filled with blood, wearing a red cape and a blue unitard. I will have it. I will have my revenge. I will have it. I will have it. I will have it. And... Each time he says, I will have it, it's just another punch through, like, a poor slave's skull. And uh, you guys recognize this description as uh, the duke of this town. And, yeah, I want to say, before we start off, what what does everyone do? Like, just out of curiosity, I, I assume you guys want to take a surprise round. Um, can everyone make me a stealth for me, please? So long as half and over uh, past uh, passive perceptions, you guys will get a surprise around. Also, will guidance myself. I will also guidance myself. <laughs> I will say fuck you to all of you. Yeah. I got a twenty-two. Guidance will not help me. Twenty-two. Okay. Guidance will not help me. Okay. Eighteen for me. Use baseline, so we all remember. Uh, okay, Eddie got a sixteen. Aluya. Got uh, a six. Seer got a twelve. Uh, yeah, Mavet got a seventeen, eighteen, and uh, Atticus got a twenty-two. Okay. Yeah, it seems like uh, we have uh, two failures by the look of it. Unless uh, Mavet's stealth is wrong. Is it the first one I'm going off of? Yeah, it's the seventeen plus one. Your first one was fifteen. 
Oh, when did I roll that? Uh, I guess take that, because I, I might have misclicked that earlier. Alright, so is that 16? Right. You guys literally Mavette's, uh, Mavette saved the day. Mavette and Nettie. Like, uh, you guys just barely passed, because uh, the passive for this group is 15. So yes, you guys do get a surprise round, and I'm gonna say like, uh, as you guys are taking your surprise round, you just see the deranged eyes of the Duke dragging bodies, unaware that you guys are here, screaming and yelling as if he's a madman. And I want to end the session there. Thank you guys so much. This has been House Common Blood, the intro and outro music by Savik, Oh My Dog. Any music and sound effects used in this episode are royalty-free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. If you like us, tell other people. Word by mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. What does this all mean?